0: Journey Podcast. The Journey is a college and young adult ministry of Southcrest Baptist Church. We hope this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. I know not everybody in here is engaged. Probably most of us in here aren't engaged. Um, But it, yeah, it calls for a little bit of a crazy weekend. Um, So we went to Paladarro Canyon uh, to get engaged. Um, I still don't think she fully knew what was going on. I think she had maybe a few suspicions, um, but I hope that I surprised her well enough with everything. Um, but yeah, so the past few weeks of, of getting a ring and talking with her parents and talking with my family and our friends, um, to organize to, uh, for, for her parents to be able to come into town, um, to, to hang out with us and, and surprise her, um, All of these past weeks have been kind of just wild. Um, I've kind of been on on high adrenaline. Um, I've been sick for like a month straight, so that was awesome to top everything off. I'm finally getting over it right now, so on top of that, bear with me for a little bit tonight. Um, I am feeling a little bit sick still, but I'm almost better, so that's awesome. Um, But like I said, it's been a little bit of a hectic few weeks. Um, I kind of felt like I was in like one of those romantic comedy movies there for a little bit, um, and yeah, I, and, and so to to segue from that, I, I really love movies, um, and I think that tonight um, Acts chapter ten and eleven, um, whenever I think of it as a, as a movie, it kind of helps me understand it a little bit. And one of my favorite things about a movie is actually the opening, uh, the beginning of the movie. And one of my favorite ways that some people go about that is whenever you're watching a movie and it starts off in like this high action speed chase and this guy's like running down an alley and there's like 300 guys chasing him and he's fighting off every single one of them and then like the screen freezes and he looks at you and he's like, you wonder how I got here. Well, let me tell you. Um, And I kind of think that that is, um, I kind of think that that is what uh, is what Peter does um, here in Acts 11. So I'm going to read the, four, the first four verses of Acts 11 really quickly, and then we're going to jump in, okay? So it says, <clears throat> Acts 11, um, first one. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision, circumcision party awesome name, criticized him, saying, you went to the uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter began and explained to them in order. And I'm going to leave it there, right? I'm going to cut it off. I'm going to kind of let the suspense sit for a minute, okay? Um, But so what was happening right here is Peter had just been out on ministry, right? He was on this ministry trip. And what was common practice and still is today just maybe in a little bit different of a way was that uh, whenever a church sends somebody like Peter, he'll come back and he'll give them kind of like a ministry report of, hey, this is what I did. This is where I went. This is who I talked to. This is where I preached, um, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of like a common day blog, right? Uh, like a missionary's blog today. Uh, that, that's kind of how I would relate it. Um, so yeah, this this scene kind of starts off as, as a little bit normal. Um, sorry. Um and so lost my spot, sorry guys. Um but yeah, so the scene the scene becomes very normal. He he's in there and he's explaining to them um what happened, and they're like, whoa, whoa, Peter, um can you can you rephrase what happened? Can you retell us a story? Um and uh Sorry, <laughs> let me go back to, to uh, the beginning of Acts 11. Like I said, he's, he's sitting there, and, he, and he's talking to them, and, um, and they're upset. He's, they, they say here, uh, you went to the uncircumcised men and ate with them. Um, and so Peter's kind of like, whoa, whoa, take it easy. Um, like, it's not what it looks like, right? And we've all been there. We've all said, like, whoa, it, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. And for the most part, whenever we all say that, it's exactly what it looks like, right? Right? Um, but for Peter, he was about to share with them something that is incredibly uh, groundbreaking that is is incredibly um, insane and and will change actually the course of of the rest of of uh Christian history and so he goes into um, the explanation of of what happened and let me give you a quick recap of that um, so I'm going he in in chapter 11, Peter goes and, and he explains uh, what happens to them. He recaps, but I'm going to actually go back to chapter 10 so we get the, the first account of what happened. Um, and so if you'll go to chapter 10 with me, <clears throat> and um, it, it's it's uh, called Peter and Cornelius. And so bear with me a little bit. Uh, I'm not a Bible theologian, so I don't know exactly how to pronounce the name of where they were. Um, so I'm going to say Caesarea. Um if you know how to pronounce it and you want to come tell me later, that would be cool. Um, sweet. But so we have right here, it says, Axaria, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout, devout man who feared God with all of his household, gave alms generously to the people, and prayed continually to God. So this seems like a pretty nice dude, right? Um, and so it says that he, he prays to God and, and, and he gives alms, and, and he's a good guy. Um, and so it says at about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision, an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius. And he stared at him in terror and said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called two of his servants, a devout soldier from among those who attended him, and having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. So that, that, that kind of in itself blows my mind. This angel appears to him, and, and it's not a friendly looking thing. It, it, it kind of it shows that he's a little bit afraid, right? And immediately when he leaves, he's like, okay, yeah, I'll do what he said, immediately. He, he didn't even think twice about it. He's like, okay, yeah, that, that makes total sense. I'll do exactly that. Um, but so he, he gets men and he sends them to Joppa looking for Peter. Um, and so, yeah, basically the angel just tells him, Hey, like your, your prayers have been heard by God. Um, and, and now just send these guys and, and go get Peter. He, ha- he basically, he has a word for you. Um, and so, uh, later on a little bit, uh, the next verse you see it's, uh, um, Verse 9, I'm going to go ahead and read here too. It's about a vision that Peter has. It says, the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up to the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. And he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance. When was the last time anybody was so hungry that they fell into a trance? I, I Never me. Um, and I'm very hungry often. Um, and he saw the heavens open up. Um, And something like a sheet descended, being let down by its four corners upon earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him saying, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time and said, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times and the thing was taken up to heaven um so that's kind of crazy um i don't i don't know what you guys think about that um but if i saw that i i don't know how i would react right um i would one think that oh man like i, I was just kind of crazy like that was that was a weird dream i'm just going to kind of push it to the side because i've had weird dreams before i'm sure most of you guys have um, I'm just going to ignore that that happened. I'm going to pretend like it didn't happen. Um, but no. Um, Peter obviously knew that, that God was trying to communicate with him and tell him something big and important. Um, and so if you go a little bit uh, later to the next verse, it says, Now while Peter was inwardly perplexed, as most of us would be, right? I love how they make it sound all fancy, right there. He was just really confused. He was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision he um, he had seen might mean. Behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood at the gate and called out to him, or and called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter was pondering the vision, the Spirit said to him, "Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation." for I have sent them. And Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you and to come to his house uh, to, hear what you to, to hear what you have to say. So he invited them to be his guests. Um, so basically he took him in, he said, hey guys, it's late, um, come in and we'll go tomorrow, right? Which again is just mind-blowing to me that Peter, he fell into this crazy trance, right? And he wakes up after seeing this insane like vision, dream thing, and these three dudes are like, hey, come with us. And he's like, yeah, cool, come inside and we'll go tomorrow. <laughs> like, have any of you guys just ever woke up from a nap and somebody's banging on your door and like, hey, come with me. Like, I've never met you, but yeah, come inside, stay the night and we can go do whatever you want tomorrow. Like no, that's crazy, um, but yeah. So P- Peter was on top of that. He was already confused of what he had just saw in his in his in his dream, in his vision, in his trance. And then he invites these dudes inside to come to come hang out for the night, so they can so they can leave tomorrow. Um, doesn't make sense to me, um, but that's because Holy Spirit was was living inside of, of Peter, um, and is and is just crazy powerful. Um, So yeah, like I said, um, the next day, Peter, um, a couple of his bros, uh, you find out in chapter 11 that it's six dudes from Joppa, that's a city that they're in, six dudes um, come with him um, to go to Caesarea with the men that Cornelius sent. Um, And so this wasn't like a, oh, we're just going to like walk down the road to, I don't know, to IHOP that's right next to to the church, but no, it was a 33.6 mile trek, right? And this wasn't, like, Texas interstate type style stuff where, like, the speed limit's 85 and you go 95, no problem, and the cops are, like, going 100, waving at you, like, yeah, you're slow. Catch up. Um, like, no, this is a hard trek, right? This isn't an easy task for these guys to do. Um, but again, Peter, filled with Holy Spirit, was like, yeah, I mean, I mean, if this is what God has for me, let's, let's do it, I guess, um, and so skipping down a little bit um, and, and again just a quick reminder all of this is happening um, whenever uh, or not all of this is happening but Peter is explaining all of this that happened to these dudes that are really mad at him right um, and these dudes are really mad at him the, sorry, these dudes that are really mad at him are, are the members of, of his sending church, right? And so he's explaining to them. He's like, this whole time, he's up, he's up in front of them, just like I am sweating in front of you guys, stumbling over my words. I imagine that's what Peter's like, because he's trying to, to prove to these guys, like, hey, wait up, like, you don't have to be upset with me. You don't have to be upset with me. Um, and so, yeah, he talks about whenever he arrives. Um, so Peter arrives uh, to this Cornelius dude's um, household. Right, and this is going to be in um, Acts ten twenty four uh, is where is where I'm going to pick this up. It says, "On the following day, they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and his close friends. So you know, a small a small crowd is gathering. Uh, this isn't going to be like three or four dudes. It's going to be like you know his friends, um, unless he was like me and only had like four friends. Um, I'm kidding." Um, But yeah, he's going to bring together his friends and his family um, because he's excited for what God has uh, for him through Peter. And so uh, 24 says, and on the following day, he entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them, and he had called together his relatives and his close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, stand up, I too am a man. And he And he talked with him, and he went and found many persons gathered. And he said to them, You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate um, with or visit anyone under any other nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I asked, then, why have you sent for me? Um, And so that's kind of where you get the big key thing. Of, of tailing back around is like, why was his church so mad at him? Um, because Peter shared the gospel with somebody that wasn't, like, they were not Jews. Um, traditionally, um, you were not supposed to, a, a Jew was not supposed to interact with a non Jew. Um, it was actually making it, that, that made them ceremonially unclean, um, and it, it was a big no no. Um, and so that's why I, I, picture these dudes of the circumcision party um, sitting here, yeah, I know, it's an awesome name, listening, listening to Peter with like their total like mom, like hand on their hip and like their foot out like this, you know, like looking at them with like fire in their eyes because they forgot to clean the dishes or whatever. Um, but no, so these dudes were mad at Peter. Um, and you find out right here why is because he went and like they said, they, that he dined with, with the unclean. He went and shared the good news with the Gentiles, with the people that were not of Jewish um, culture. <coughs> Sorry, guys. <coughs> um, and so we're going to go a little bit further. Um, and this is actually where, um, so Peter just asks, like, hey, like, why did you bring me here? And Cornelius goes on to tell him, um, well, like, you, you basically, you have something for me. Like, God um, answered my prayer, and he told me to send for you, um, so we're just going to hang out. We're ready for you to to tell us what, what you have for us, um, and again, like, I'm up here sweating right now in, in front of a bunch of people that I know and that I'm friends with, and Peter's, like, walking into this random house, and they're like, hey, dude, um, I know you haven't prepared anything, but God told me that you were coming, um, so we're just going to, like, grab a bag of chips, sit back and like relax and wait for you to blow our minds with some awesome good news. Um, And like, that's like a lot of pressure. That's insane. Um, And so, yeah, so Peter, um, again, filled with Holy Spirit is, uh, is about to share the good news with them. And so that picks up in verse 34. And so it says, so Peter opened his mouth and said, truly, I understand that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right and, and and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent Israel preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism of John. Um, and so basically that little, bit, that, that little bit from 38 to 43 is a quick summary of the gospel that Peter gives to them. Um, and so I want to read uh, verse 34 and 35 again. So it says, so Peter opened his mouth and said, listen, listen here guys, this is huge, this is important. Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. And so that's huge. That is completely game-changing from the belief that that most of these people, again, funny word, the circumcision party, that these people believe. Because they believe that, that, that the love of God, that salvation is not for anybody else but the Jew, right? And so that completely goes against what Peter is saying right here, that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. And that's completely different. <clears throat> um, and so, like I said, he goes on to, sh- to share um, the, the rest of the gospel. Um, and can anybody guess what happens next? Or do you know what happens next? This is like an answer thing. What you say? Yeah, Cornelius gets saved. Yeah, so Holy Spirit falls on these people. Um and, and let's let's read about that real quick. It's awesome. Cornelius get saved in the whole household. So while Peter is saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from the circumcised who had come with Peter, those six dudes that had come with him from his town, um, um who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. So they were completely blown away. They were like, What the literal heck just happened? They have no idea what's going on right now because, again, the belief is that the gospel, that salvation, that Holy Spirit is for nobody else but for the Jews, right? They have this belief they, that they believe is even from Scripture, that they believe is from God, that, that they are the only people that deserve the inheritance of Christ, that nobody else does. And so they strictly believe that the Gentiles, we can't even hang out with them. We can't even go and talk to them. We can't even, that's like how a lot of you guys feel, you tech students or alumni, a lot of you guys feel with with UT, right? Like, oh no, we can't even, we can't even mess with UT. Like those guys, we don't even talk to them. Um, But take that and multiply it by like a million, right? And that's how these Jews felt about the Gentiles. They were not allowed to hang with them. They were not allowed to talk with them. They were not allowed to eat with them. They were not allowed to enter their house. They were not allowed to wave at them on the road. Like, they, the, the Jewish people viewed the Gentiles, which Gentile is just a word for non-Jew. The Jewish people viewed the Gentiles even as dogs, it says. They were even viewed as, like, less than a human being. They were viewed as a dog, an animal, um, And so this is huge. These dudes' jaws were on the floor after this happened. I'll read it again. It says, Now the apostles, or sorry, While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and they asked him to remain for some days. And so guys, Peter said, hey, I don't, I don't see what the difference is from what happened to us at Pentecost in the beginning of Acts, just 10 chapters previous. He's like, I don't see a difference in that and in what just happened. So who's, who's going to Who's going to not let us baptize these people? Who's going to withhold the water? And, and obviously nobody said anything. So they, they baptized this household of people. Um, some of the first Gentiles to get baptized, some of the first Gentiles to, um, to be baptized by Holy Spirit, to receive Holy Spirit um, in all of Scripture. And, and, and how cool is that? That Man, that blows my mind. Um, and so if we jump back uh, to chapter 11, um, where Peter is standing in front of um, the circumcision party. Sorry, it gets me every time I think of it, man. Um, I need to stop saying it up here. It's going to keep making me laugh. Um, the uh, party of the people. Um, so, he, so jumping back uh, to chapter 11, when he's, when he's hanging in front of them and he's explaining that to them. Um, it would have been pretty easy for him to have, have lacked the boldness to stand up in front of those people and to, to say what he knew God had for him. I feel like it would have been really easy for him to be like, oh, man, like, maybe that vision was just crazy. Maybe man, maybe it's just because I haven't slept. Maybe I've, you know, I've felt a little sick the past couple days. Or maybe Cornelius is actually this crazy dude, and he actually didn't get a vision. Um, he just has been stalking me on, on ancient Facebook, and, like, maybe he just, like, wants me to come so I'm, like, ceremonially unclean and can't, like, hang out with my Jewish friends anymore. Uh, maybe that's what it is. Or, like, as Hayes likes to say, maybe I ate some bad Mexican food, and that's, like, messing with me a little bit. Um, I feel like it would have been so, so easy at least for me, um, and I'm just a man like Peter is, but I feel like it would have been so so easy um, for hey or <laughs> for Hayes. Um, also for Hayes, it would have been easy for him too. Um, but it would have been so, so easy for Peter to stand in front of those people and be like, actually, no, you're right. I'm wrong. Um, I'm super sorry. What can I do to fix this? Um, you're right. Uh, the gospel is not for the Gentiles. I was wrong to go to them. I was wrong to go and, and share with them. Um, they don't deserve it. This isn't for everybody. It's exclusive. It's not inclusive. Um, I'm sorry. I'll take my punishment. Ignore um, Ignore them. Um, we'll pretend like their baptism didn't happen. I feel like it would have been so, so easy for him to do that, guys. Um, but did he do that? The answer is no, correct, whoever said that. Um, he went on to explain to them um, that salvation is for all. Um, he was empowered by Holy Spirit to say to them, guys, like, no, I know that you guys are upset right now. <coughs> I know that you guys are... Furious with me, but if you guys will just sit down for a minute and listen to this vision that I have, if you guys will sit down for a minute and, and listen to what God has um, through me. And, and he went on to explain to them everything that we just went through. Um, faith is, is no longer exclusive to the people of Israel, um, to the Jews, it is now inclusive. To everybody who, who wants it, to everybody who, who cares to reach for it, to everybody who cares to, to live the life of pursuing Jesus, that's who the gospel is for. Um, and he says in, in Acts 11:17, if you want to flip there with me really quick um, that's just, before that is just a quick brief rundown of of chapter 10. And then he says, if then God gave the same gift to them, them being the Gentiles, as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent, and they glorified God, saying, then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. So he, he's sitting here, and, and like I just explained to you all of chapter 10, he just did the same thing. And he said, guys, 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 who are we to get in the way of what God has for the Gentiles? Who are we? Like, who do we think we are? And, and they kind of all just, I, I picture them just kind of taking a seat and being like, you know, like, dang it. That guy's right. Um, and, and so they go on to say again, then to the Gentiles, God has also granted us repentance that leads to life. Um, and not only is this truth in, in this chapter of Acts, that's, that's not the case at all. This truth um, is found in the Old Testament. This truth is found all throughout the book of Acts, right? As you guys can tell from, from what we've been reading, this book is found in the ministries and in the life of Jesus. This, this truth is found in the epistles that, that Paul writes to the churches. This truth is found all throughout the Word of God, all throughout Scripture. Um, I'm going to share with you guys a couple of places that that, that, that is, actually. And so, in the Old Testament, Isaiah 49.6 Um, you don't have to flip there. I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. If you want to, you can write them down and look at them later. But Isaiah 49.6 says, I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation will reach the ends of the earth. Isaiah 56, there's a chapter literally named Salvation for the Gentiles or the foreigners, depending on on which uh, translation you have. And it says, And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord, and to be his servants. Um, Everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it and holds fast to my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called the house of prayer for all peoples." And then fast-forwarding to the ministries of Jesus. They scream that salvation is inclusive to all people and not exclusive at all to only the Israelites. Um, John 4, the woman at the well, she is not a Jew, right? We all all know this story. It's one of of the great stories that is in the New Testament, right? One of the great stories, one of the ones that sticks in your head the most. She is not a Jew. Jesus is sharing with a non-Jewish woman, if you look at Matthew 15, 21 through 28, Jesus heals a daughter of a Canaanite woman. A Canaanite woman is not a Jew. Again, it screams like, hey, my, my love, my ministry, my healing is not only for the Israelites. Um, if you look at the epistles, all through the New Testament, Acts 28, 28, um, this is how the book of Acts ends with these words. It says, therefore, let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles they will listen Romans 3:29 Or is God the God of Jews only is he not the God of Gentiles also yes of Gentiles also Galatians 3:28 There is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither slave nor free there is neither na- male nor female for all of for you are all one in Christ. Ephesians 3:6 The mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Now guys, as you can see, there's there's no getting around the fact that the gospel is for everybody, right? <laughs> There's no getting around the fact that that this idea that the gospel is an all-inclusive thing. There's no, there's no getting around the fact that that's the truth. That God, even before time began, had the thought, hey, this is for everybody. This is for everybody. It, it goes all the way back to the Old Testament and all the way through the New Testament. Salvation is inclusive to all and exclusive to none. So what does that mean for us today? 2,000 years later, halfway across the world, um, sitting in this room, hanging out together, speaking a completely different language than anything even close to what they were speaking in that day, what does it mean for us? We can start praying for those who are lost, whether it be our family, our friends, complete strangers, We can start praying that the gospel spreads to all of the nations. We can start praying for different ministries and missionaries and organizations um, here in the States and abroad. We can start praying for the lost people groups of the world that have not ever been exposed to the gospel. We can pray through Operation World. We can commit to furthering the kingdom here in Lubbock at tech at lcu at south plains we can commit to furthering the kingdom here in texas here in the united states we can commit to furthering the kingdom to to even the world we can commit to go right we can be the generation that commits and promises to go to give and to pray um we can run with God, right? We can take this idea that he has had since the beginning of time, that the salvation, that the gospel, that the good news is for everybody, we can take that and we can run with it. We can run with God. We can do that or we can sit back and, and we can chill. Um, we learned just last week, Jonathan taught us that God is excited for us to be part of what he's doing that he's excited that he doesn't need us, but that he wants us and he's excited for us to join him and to run with him. And so we can do that, we can take up all of this that we have and we can run with God and we can realize that no matter what a person looks like, no matter if they smell funny, no matter if they look funny, no matter what politician they support, no matter where they are from, no matter what color they are, no matter what language they speak, we can take that and we can run with that because the gospel is for them. The gospel is not only for us, the gospel is for them. It cannot be that that we can stop and that we did stop. It has to be that we can't stop and that we won't stop, right? We have to take up our stuff and we have to run with God. We have to realize that no matter what that person is like, that the gospel is for them and that they deserve to know that. So I just want to encourage you guys tonight to pick that up and to run with me so i'm gonna pray for us okay hey god um i thank you for today i thank you for your word um and i thank you that that you choose and that you are excited um to use a goofball like me that stumbles over his words and forgets what he wanted to say um to come up here and to to be able to to share with such an amazing group of people god um I just pray that you give us the boldness and the courage to, to stand up and to run with you, God, um, to pick up our cross and to run with you and to know that no matter what anybody looks like, where somebody's from, who they are, um, or anything like that, God, that no matter what any of that says, that the gospel is for them, that, that salvation is for them, and that you want them in your eternal family, God. We love you so much, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Journey Podcast. You can learn more about The Journey by checking us out on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for At The Journey LBK.